Conversations. I am with my daughter today, Autumn Tomlinson. I almost called her Autumn Gargano because it's just natural. Everybody does but, it. But um, I know if it if it seems like you're looking at the same person. Oh gosh. I know we look so much alike. We get this all the time. Yeah. But um, I'm glad. It, it's an honor to look like you, Autumn, because you are a beautiful girl. Thanks. All the cheesy mom things before we get started <laughs> with the interview. But. Um, we could talk about a lot of different things. We could talk about how you went through a little bit of crisis in life when you went through SAD, which is uh, separation anxiety disorder as a young kid. We pulled you out. We could talk about all of that, but because you're talking about that at Vital, I don't actually want to focus on that today. Yeah. I actually want to focus on being raised as a pastor's daughter because this is another thing that's very, very close to your heart. And I know that there are going to be a lot of pastor's daughters that are watching and pastor's kids, um, but not only pastor's kids, there's people that are kids that are just in the spotlight, whether yeah. it be doctor's kids or lawyer's kids or, you know, actor's kids or whatever it is, yeah. anyone in the spotlight, when you are going through life, you go through it a little differently than just somebody that, you know, yeah. is just going through the flow. So I want to talk about that a little bit because you've had some wins and you've had some losses and yeah. we've had to work through difficult things. And I've done my best as a mom to try to help you to see that it's not just being a ministry kid, because sometimes that gets put yeah. on you a lot, like you're a PK, you're a PK. Um, but it's more than that. It's just a kid in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about what it was like to be a kid in the spotlight as a young kid, and then maybe now seeing it from a little different perspective. So as a young kid, what was your perspective? And what is it now? Because now you're serving in full-time ministry mm -hmm. and you have PKs, Yeah. right? So tell me about that. Yeah, so when I was younger, I would say my, I guess, vision of what um, being a pastor looks like or being even like a pastor's kid, um, it was a lot harder. So as a kid, I think I resented it, you know? Um, I think I, I hated it a lot. I didn't like, you know, people tattling on me and... Um, you know, watching my every move, and I just felt like, you know, it's none of their business, it's my life, and now that I'm older, I'm, like, openly sharing my business, you know, like, welcoming people into my life, so it just comes with maturity, like, how you change, but as a kid, it was really hard, because um, I think, too, uh, people think when you're younger, and they can tell your parents something that they might not know about you, um, it's almost like they have something on you, because you are in the spotlight, and you know they can they can share that with others well I knew this before the pastors even knew it so that was really hard to grow up with like um, not being able to really make mistakes or feel like I could make mistakes um, because you know my parents might not even you know discipline me or um, I guess react the way people think they should when mm. people don't know at home like what you know what you're getting what consequences you're getting mm -hmm. um, so that was really hard. Everybody has an opinion, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I just saw your daughter bite so-and-so. What are you going to do about yeah. it? Yeah. Because they all want to know. Yes. Like, they want to watch. Do you spank them? Do you mm -hmm. ground them? Yeah. What are you going to do? Like, yeah. inquiring minds yeah. want to know. Yeah. So if that, if that wasn't in the public eye, then yeah. it was like, well, you're just spoiled because your parents didn't discipline you. When they didn't realize, I was getting disciplined, just yes. not in front of everybody, you mm -hmm. know? So I think that was really hard was 
that was the most common thing is, well, your parents just don't discipline you. Well, you're just spoiled. Well, you know, and you'd get name called all these things when it's just because that part of it wasn't public, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so as a kid, I think that's what started my resentment was, you know, I started to live by, you don't even know my life. Like, you can't tell me about my, you know, and I started to get really angry, like, stay out of my business, you know, and I kind of pushed everybody away um, because people would just, I started to learn, like, it didn't matter what you did, everybody had an opinion, everybody had an accusation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I was like, I'm over it. Like, I'll never be in ministry, and here I am. <laughs> like, it's totally different when you grow up, you know, because you see, um, you see the why, kind of, and as a kid, you don't really see the why or, or you know, why this happened or why people react this way. When you grow up, you kind of understand, like, oh, that's what happened, you know? So I guess now that I'm here, it's just seeing it from a more mature view, mm-hmm. um, which kind of stinks, yes. you know, but that you have yes. to, like, grow up to see it. But in a way, like, it just comes with maturity. It you comes know? with maturity. I think you're right there because, you know, we did have to walk you through things. Yeah. And and I think that to the best of our ability, mm-hmm. we did try to guard you from some of, you know, just human nature type of yes. things, mm-hmm. things that, silly things that people say. Mm-hmm. And I know for you, um, sometimes people would try to get close to you just because mm-hmm. they wanted to know about us. Yes. So what do your parents like to eat? Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. And, and that part as a kid, you're kind of like, hey, I want attention. Yeah. Like, just mm-hmm. do you like me for me? Yeah. Or do you like me for my parents? Yep. And that's, that's where you kind of get in trouble. Um, I think a lot of pastors' kids in this area, that's when you get in trouble because you start rebelling. And, you know, people always say, well, like, the PKs are the worst ones, but really it's just you asking for attention. You know, that's that's why. You know, that's why the PKs stand out as um, the rebellious one because they're just wanting somebody to look at them instead of their parents. And it's so funny because people say, like, it's such a cliche. Oh, people just get to you to be close to your parents. No, it's really true. Like, I have heard people ask me, even as an adult, hey, like, what are your parents like at home? And I'm like, I don't live with them. I have two kids. Like, what? And so it's so awkward because I'm like, how do you even answer that? You know, but that's a real if question. If you asked her that question in the last week, we are not talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No. Um, it's been a couple months. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, that's a real that's question. A real, that's yeah. a real thing. And so I remember just kind of giggling about that at home because, well, we eat pickles. Right. And, you know, like, we're just uh, normal people, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. pe- the things that people want to understand, yeah. and um, but they don't understand that yeah. asking your kids about your parents yeah. and not caring about what they're going yep. through, that can be a little bit of a challenge. For sure. Um, so being in the spotlight in that way, you know, you had your moments, but you also had your wins because mm-hmm. you were part of a thriving student ministry. Oh, yeah. Thank God yeah. you had a church that had a thriving student ministry. So you were always surrounded by lots of teenagers, mm-hmm. at least in your middle school, high school mm-hmm. years. And I was super thankful for that. But you also got to experience the wins and mm-hmm. be close to things of God that other yeah. people didn't get to experience. So what did those wins do for your life that you kind of think when you look at other students, they didn't have the opportunity mm-hmm. to be part of some of the things that you saw and around some of the anointing that you were around yeah. and some of the champions of the faith that yeah. you got to, you know, rub shoulders mm-hmm. with and talk to and get prayed for yeah. by. What was that like? So for me, um, one thing that I really 
started to grow up and realize was favor ain't fair you know so that's kind of like the quote or the motto that um a lot of pastors actually say to their kids and i never understood it as a kid i'm like what the heck like i understand favor and yeah cool things happen but then when you finish it ain't fair um it's true it's i did get to experience things that other kids didn't um and obviously good and bad but the good ones were way way more than the bad yeah, i would they say outweighed. yeah outweighed it so when I got to, you know, sit at a table with people like I've seen on TV and, um, you know, bands and music that I've loved forever, I, I got to be the ones to meet them, you know, and my friends didn't. So that that was like exciting for me as a kid. Um, and then there's been areas like I, you know, I will say a little bit in vital, but um, I did get to meet Christine Kane. But the reason that I got to um, is actually like a private class or whatever that they were doing at Moody um, was because I had to throw out there, okay, well, I'm a pastor's kid, like I'm part of a pastor family. And that's the only way they actually let me in. So it was like, those little areas are, are what helped me to, you know, actually come closer to my calling and meet the people I wanted to meet and meet my inspirations. And so those things were, those were really great. And, and we always tried to do a good job, I think, as your parents to tell you, God's favor is on mm -hmm. your life. Yes. God didn't call just mm -hmm. your dad and I into ministry. Right. You were born into this family yeah. because you were called into ministry. Yeah. If he didn't want you to be involved yep. in our lives, mm -hmm. then you would have been born to a different family. Yeah. So you're going through what you are going through because you can handle it. Yep. I love that Pastor Dwayne said, let your kids experience the good things because they are going to feel the mm -hmm. weight and the pressure yeah. of the bad things yeah. you know the people that are in your life every single day of your life and they say I love you I love you I love you I'll never leave you and they're mm -hmm. cooking you dinner and then in a year they're gossiping yeah. about you and laugh because they're mad about something yeah. or you didn't spend enough time with them or right. you know all the petty things mm -hmm. that happen in a in a pastor's life yep. you we could write a book right but mm -hmm. kids feel the weight of that yep. so he said because they feel the weight of that yep. let them feel the blessing on the other mm -hmm. side yep. because it has to outweigh yep. they can't just feel the pressures and not experience the wins yep. and I also love that Brian Houston of Hillsong he always sat down with his children as well him and Bobby saying our family is called into ministry mm -hmm. not just your mom and yeah. I and and I, I believe that wholeheartedly. You know, God has given you to us and, and Jaden to us and Hunter to steward your lives. But if he didn't want you as a part of this family, yeah. you wouldn't be. Right. So the things that you went through, they've made you stronger. Mm -hmm. They've equipped you for a life that maybe other people are not equipped yeah. to live. And... And you've experienced blessing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'll be in a store and people will buy your groceries mm -hmm. or they'll buy your children outfits just yeah. because they want to bless your yeah. life. And I've always been super thankful of that. Mm -hmm. And I never feel bad about it right. because A, it would rob somebody of their blessing. Mm -hmm. But B, I know the weight that you've carried yeah. as a child. Yeah. And so I am thankful when God sends somebody mm -hmm. to love on you guys. It blesses me. Yeah, I think, too, it all comes out of communication. So I've had that happen. I've had people buy my groceries actually in two kind of ways. Like their heart was in two areas. So um, I've had one person buy my groceries for and say, I'm just buying these because you're the pastor's daughter, which is so nice. Like I, I totally take that blessing. But 
I remember a specific time when um, this older lady, I had no idea who she was at the grocery store. Um, me and Dom were checking out, this is before kids, and um, her communication wasn't like that. It was more of, I'm buying your groceries because I know what you go through. And that's all she had to say, and I was like, okay. You know, like, that meant so much more to me. So even for the people watching who are always like, you know, I want to love on pastor's kids and encourage them. Just say that. Don't say anything about us being a pastor's kid. Just say, like, I just want to love on you because I know what you go through. You know, that that means so much more. And if I had to pick, like, the worst and the best thing about being a pastor's kid, um, the worst would be things happening within the church, you know, or with the pastors. But then the children get the repercussions. That was absolutely, like, if I can think of all of the experiences, a lot of them didn't even involve us, you know, didn't involve me. And but lasted years of us being ridiculed, you know, so that was, that was hard. But what you get on the opposite side is the best thing about it is like you gained so much family. So me and Dom were just talking about this. There's a um, conference we go to at our mother church, Res Life. And um, since I've been little, when I walk in there, I know it's like a lot of pastors, like a ton, but I know all the pastors. They all give me hugs, you know, hi Autumn, what's up? But it's because also with separation anxiety, I went to that exact conference for how many years? 20 like years. 20 years, my whole life. Mm -hmm. um, so walking in there, going to the after parties, you know, which is just for exec pastors that I'm welcome to because I've been there so long. Um, having all those pastors, I actually have it on my page from a few years ago. You can look and I have selfies with every pastor when I was like 11 because that's it. Like they're all like my dad's now and you know, my family. So even though like there is the bad part, there's always an opposite, you know, but on the opposite part, it's so funny because it fills in for what was bad. Like it's the exact opposite of, yes, I lost people, but I gained so many more. That's true. And, and that's going to happen in life. It, whether you're a PK yeah. or not, you're going to, you know, people come in your life yeah. for seasons and out, but it's, you know, that part is probably mm -hmm. the most difficult. Yeah. And you found an author a few years ago yes. that you really liked who you completely related to. Yep. Tell me who that is and, and what you connect with. So, um, before I tell you who it is, I went through this season where, yeah, I just was trying to find my place as a pastor's kid. Um, I feel like pastor's kids don't have outlets, you know? Um, and so this one pastor, um, John Piper, I think is his name or whatever, uh, I saw on Twitter that, you know, he was going to pastor's kid conferences. And I was like, what in the world is that? You know, his son was speaking at it. So then I looked up his son, Barnabas, Barnabas Piper. Mm -hmm. um, and his son like was speaking at pastor's kid conferences and I was like I want to go to a pastor's kid conference I didn't even know that was a thing um, so I started reaching out to him on Twitter and everything and I just loved what he wrote because he wrote a book called the pastor's kid and then he wrote a second book um, not for pastor's kid but for everybody yeah. but it went along with it and it said help my unbelief that was the author or the um, title and so I read both these books and they changed my life so I was reaching out to him reaching out to him because I read them on like Amazon Kindle and then like a few days later they were in my mailbox with a letter like in the book written like I know how it is like I know what you go through I'm a pastor's kid and like Barnabas Piper wrote me these books and I was like what in the world like I was so blessed by that so that kind of started my journey to just speak to pastor's kids and love on them so then I started reading Sarah Jake's books you know Lost and Found mm -hmm. and yeah. I just started researching all these pastor's kids because I'm yeah. like you know what there are pastor's kids that have fallen off yeah. and you don't hear about them but then there's all these huge speakers that are actually changing the world and they're pastor's kids so 
it couldn't have been that bad, you know? Yeah, and I love that Ed Young, I think it was Ed Young, he did one this year in mm-hmm. Texas. Yeah. I almost sent all of you guys, yeah. but we had just gotten back from something else. But I love that there's a thing for this yeah. because you live a life that no one is going to understand. Yeah. And just no one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and here's the other funny thing for pastor's kids. it's There are people that literally compete for no good reason, yeah. right? But there's this competitive spirit. So they have children that are the same age mm-hmm. as your children. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they feel like... Uh, I don't know whether it's envy or jealousy or or whatever it is that you that they go through like I wish my kid was a pastor's kid or whatever it is and so they constantly pick at at your kids because you know they want their kid to look like the golden child and I'm like I have never been that mom that's like my kids are the golden children (laughs) I'm not that mom like I know sometimes you guys have gone off the wall, right? (laughs) Off the radar. But you are kids. And so what I always try to tell people is you are expecting them to live at our level of spiritual maturity and they are kids. So they have to walk through and find the Lord for themselves. Mm -hmm. They have to walk through uh, terrible breakups and and problems and, you know, and and experimenting with things. And they're going to go through all the things. So don't hold them at our level of maturity Mm -hmm. because we are pastors. And that's what I think we actually did really well for Mm -hmm. you guys. Um, And yes, we had an expectation for you just to be good children good people yeah but as far as like the whole pk thing i just don't believe that we ever said because you're a pk act like this Mm -hmm. we just weren't those people Mm -hmm. because we we didn't we weren't raised as christians we got saved older in our in our life so we just kind of understand you guys need the same grace to make your own yeah you know mistakes and to learn from them and i think that was a benefit yeah not being raised necessarily in the church so i'm happy i'm proud of you i'm proud of your growth i'm proud of how you've come out of that i think that you have a voice into pastors families and pastors kids and just helping them to understand the good the bad the ugly uh but it's always a win to serve the lord i think i think the best advice that i heard you ever give to parents um about us about me and Jaden and hunter um was when parents said you know like okay we'll let our our kids experience and do their own thing and they'll come back and find the lord and i remember you telling parents you know we didn't shove it down our kids throats but we didn't let them out of church and out of youth group and out of, like, if they live in our house, they're going. And parents were like, well, don't you feel like you're just pushing it on them? Pushing it? And you're like, I'd rather push the right thing than the wrong thing. And, you know, those are the times when I was like, yeah, I always have to go to youth group. But I would, like, cry if I didn't have to go. Like, I would there cry. There are kids <laughs> that say, my parents make me go to baseball yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. My parents make me go to choir practice. Yeah. My, You know, whatever it yeah. is. And we just said... Uh, okay, this isn't about forcing religion. This is about, as for me and my house, we're going to serve, serve the Lord. Lord. Mm-hmm. As long as you live under my roof, you yeah. are waking your butt up and you are going to church <laughs> yeah. and you are going to love it, right? Yeah. And so in the end, like, I'm glad you did that because yes. now I... Preach, baby, preach. Even if, I, <laughs> even if I did resent it in the moment, like, I don't want to go, da, 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 which really never happened with me. I always cried to go to church, but there were moments that I was like, I'm over it. Like, I don't want to. The Bible says that the word will not yes. return void. Yep. 
And our philosophy was always, mm -hmm. if you're there and pouting in the back row, mm -hmm. the there. word is still going yep. in. Yep. And someday, good Lord, because you're good ground, yeah. it's going to come to fruition. Yep. But there is no chance that that seed is ever going to come to fruition mm -hmm. if the seed is never sown. Yeah. And it's not going to be sown yep. if you're not in the place yep. where it's getting sown. Yep. Not and those that you were, can't hear it out there. Those but, are my most vital like moments I remember. Yes. And sometimes I would, I, I can remember times that I did not want to be at church. I was upset like that I had to be there but somebody whether it be like a friend or a friend's parent I remember them hey how's it going da -da, and like speaking into me and I'm like I'll never forget this service and that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't there but, but let's be serious okay. I mean there were like two times that I missed church in my whole life yeah, since I've, I've been saved because I was vomiting yeah. in, in my room or something and you would be crying and banging on the door and saying <laughs> find me a ride to church and I said honey you're not going to lose your yeah, salvation over missing one Sunday I'm not not missing church. But at that point, you and Dad were the youth pastors, and it was so fun. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. We did something right. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Listen, everybody. I am so excited because my daughter serving the Lord. My other children love the mm -hmm. Lord. They're not perfect, but they're on their way. And uh, so if I can give you any word of encouragement, it would be um, whether they want to, whether they don't, you're the parent for a reason. Yeah. If you uh, get them to church, to a life giving church to a church that's sowing and investing and, and doing great things, they're going to catch it eventually. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go. Yep. Not in the way they want to go. Yes. Not in, right? That's train great. them up in the way they should go. And in the end, they will not depart from it. Thank you for listening and tuning into Vital Conversations. We will see you next Thursday.